it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Hey y'all, this is Steve Harvey on behalf of the Spears and Steinberg email podcast. Oh Steve, yeah. Shout out Godfrey one more time, man. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you for letting us utilize let us uh, utilize all of your skill set. And his, and we actually did it at his room too on the big table. Yes, we were in. We, yes. we went and saw him in uh, Baltimore. Yes, sir. Which was my room too. Anytime yeah, I go it's there, it's the same room. Yeah. So there we go. Do, uh, is 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 it? Do you think it's uh? Do you think it's the comics room or is it the black room? Ah. Uh, Good question. Ah, uh, that's uh, uh, yeah. Good, good question. Um, for, first one comes to us from Terrell Pascal. Uh, <clears throat> hey Aries, uh, this is Terrell from Philly. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening from day one. Love the growth in you and Andy. I even went back and re-listened to the pod because it keeps me going when I drive buses. I'm writing in to give you a suggestion on a documentary. You should watch if you like the movie Fall. The doc is called Free Solo. It's about crazy-ass white people climbing mountains. Look at Andy's already shaking his head. With no rope, no nothing, and it's all real life. Uh, people, and it will have you on the edge of your seat. I totally understood your position on why white people do crazy shit. You wouldn't uh, catch a black dude doing that. Anyway, just wanted to keep it short, and it's my first time emailing, and hope to see you live whenever you're in Philly, which we will be. Uh, and show you where to get a real cheesesteak, LOL. Keep doing what you're doing. Much love, bro, from Philly. You know, I guess you, if you're a native of Philly, you just know. But I don't, like, when, when, when people from Philly go, man, Gino's and Pat's is for the tourists. You need to go here, here, and here. I've been to all the motherfuckers. They're all delicious. Fucking, they're all delicious. Okay, but I'm going to say this about Gino and Pat's, and this is why... It's not just for the tourists. When we get done working at one o'clock in the morning, right? Chinos and Pats are what's open, right? And so Pats is the one we end up going to, and we go there because it's open, and because you know I tend to get my shit for free. Uh, but even that, dude, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here like, hmm. All right, next one. Hmm. All right, I've done that with all of them. They all taste great, man. There's not a bad one in the bunch. So I wonder, I guess you, again, if you're from Philly, a native, and you've been there a minute, what do y'all taste buds have that I'm missing? I like the breaded pats, first of all. I, I know that you guys, someone's going to say, the bread, I like that roll that it's on. Right. But Delisandro's, see, this is the, this is where some of it is. Oh, now I'm going to be, go ahead. The, yeah. the texture at Delisandro's is different than Pat's is a different kind of cut. And then Gino's across the way is a completely Different. I call it whatever you have. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, the, the textures are different. I'll give it that. What I what Delisandro's I like, but you can Delisandro's has they, they offer too many things to put on it. I mean, I like it simple, but I I, I like Jim's, uh, and then I like uh, uh, Ishka Bibble. Uh, Ishka Bibble's good. I like the uh, the one that I told John's John's pork sandwich. Uh, you didn't I like wasn't that. Blown one. away by that. Place. I like John's and Delisandro's. He's right. That texture, man, that where they... They really chop it, it up. Yeah. Nah, I like Pat's because I like they keep the meat. Need a little more meat. Yeah, man. So maybe I, I'm backtracking a little bit. But it's still good. 
you know, because you know, it's. I it, like Delisandros, but yeah, it's a different texture, and yes. I'm not sure which texture I, I like more. I don't like waiting in line at Delisandros while people are putting all kinds of shit on there. <laughs> I, it, it, it's again, we talked about this on the last episode. Certain things are supposed to have so many ingredients, and that's it. Yeah, and there's too many ingredients. I and I don't want to see. And I, I'm going to get letters on this, and I don't care. I don't want ketchup on a cheese day. The ketchup is on fries. That's where ketchup goes. Well, let me say this. Preferably, I would like to put A1 steak sauce on my cheese steak. No. But 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 no one carries that. So I, I, And I can't just... The only thing that can't be moist about it is just the juices. I need some ketchup. So I'll put ketchup on my cheese steak only because they don't have A1 steak sauce. But maybe I should start doing like I do in L.A., when I keep Tabasco in my glove compartment, just in case I run into Popeyes, maybe I should go buy a bottle of A1. So when I know I'm done at the club at night, I put an A1 bottle in my pocket and we go to, to Pat's and I got my steak sauce. Nah, but you do what you need to do. It's cheese. It's a, it's a little bit of onions and it's and, and it, it's the meat and then it's the good bread. Well, that- two things. Cheese whiz or cheese slices. No, first of all, I I do like the whiz. I love the whiz. I, I like the whiz, but uh, you could do slices if you up for you a different could, kind of cheese. You could, but when you do, listen, when you do the whiz, especially if you take your sandwich to go, you get back to your room, you take that paper off, and it's just that melted yeah. gooiness. Oh, I'm not God. complaining about it, but I don't want to see any ketchup on that shit. You, ketchup is for french fries, and maybe, maybe a meatloaf sandwich. Other than that, nah. If if I was, which I'm not, if I was a mushroom dude, I hate mushrooms because of the texture. It feels like mushrooms belong on a cheesesteak. That's a, not a cheesesteak. That's a steak sandwich. Okay. That's a steak. That's a steak. That's a piece of steak on a sandwich, not cheesesteak. There's a different meat. It's a different. I, lo- I love your passion with this. I, I love yeah. it. Like you, you mean that shit. Yeah, I, I, there's certain <laughs> things. And I don't, I don't like, I don't like, my, my dad used to say this, my stepdad used to say this all the time. When he would order pizza, he'd order it, he'd get everything on the pizza. He goes, well, there's so much shit on it, you can't even taste it because there's things I didn't like. I go, well, if you can't taste it, don't put it on there because you're paying extra for that shit. And I'm going to tell you this, as a diehard New York Yankees wearing, Timberland boot wearing New Yorker, if you eat a slice of pizza in front of me with pineapples on it, I'm going to grab your slice by the uh, <laughs> crust and slap the shit out you with it. Have you ever had, had pizza with pineapple? That's like asking me if I ever fucked a blow-up doll. No. It, 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 I, I'm going to be honest. I, w- I won't order that. It isn't the worst thing I ever had, but it's not pizza. Blasphemous. But it's not pizza. It's not pizza. It's bread with cheese, uh, Canadian bacon, and, and, and pineapple. It is not pizza. You know what? You should take that if you if you roll it, roll it like so. That it's 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 not. Like it's so a joint. Like, yeah, well, like it's a like a, 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 those turkey rolls that you get at Costco or whatever, something like that. Roll it, and it'll be a, something different. It is not pizza, uh, but I, I understand the flavor profile. It's not pizza. Slap the shit out you with a whole slice of pineapple. Get pineapple residue all on your face. I'm telling you, you're living out in, in Hoboken where it's. Like everything in Hoboken, Hoboken is great if you want Italian food because that's basically 98% of all the food out there. But I'm just getting into just that regular margarita pizza, just a little bit of red sauce, fresh uh, mutts, mutts. They only call it mutts. They don't call it mozzarella. So mozzarella. Just the gravy. That. It's the fucking Italians. We call it the mozzarella. And a little bit of fresh basil that's sliced up. Fresh basil. That's all you need. And a good crust, obviously, but that's all you need. I guarantee if you put pineapples on your pizza, Father, my guys are going to visit you. (laughs) They're going to knock on your fucking door. <laughs> and you'll never be seen again. Kiss your wife and your kids goodbye. They're going to find you dead with whole pepperonis coming out of all your orifices. They're going to put pepperonis <laughs> in your ass, in your nose, down your throat, so to remind you what belongs on fuck a beach. One of my guys are going to see you and go, why is he got fucking pepperoni coming out of all of his orifices? Because he knows not what to fucking eat again. <laughs> right. uh, this is from... What was the, well, oh, yeah, I, I couldn't remember what the email was after we said all that shit, but yeah. I yeah, he was talking about uh, Philly. Yeah, 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 Philly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, the documentary. Yeah. Oh, not a documentary, the Netflix thing. Yeah, you uh, you haven't seen that, though. It was available on the airplane. I've seen that free solo. No, I haven't seen it. And you know what? I, I'm sick and it's of, white people doing white people uh, but shit. But I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you guys, you guys, you guys, you black people. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sick of you And saying. there's more than one of us in the room. <laughs> I'm sick of you saying 
white black people don't do this. There are black dudes doing free solo shit. Black people, listen, listen, this is this is the truth of it. Oppression keeps things a certain way. As as we see more and more black people entering everything in the whole world and, and, and gaining control over their destiny, they're gonna be doing the same dumb white, white shit white that boy, we've been doing. White, white boy. Did you not learn nothing from what Godfrey and I bring talk, bring Godfrey on here? Yeah. But that I love that moment. When you kept trying to make it sound like because of the people in your circle, that's most white America. And Godfrey and I, in tandem and perfect unison, told you you were wrong. I still. I st- and then to make my point beautiful, I said, uh, every team don't have a Larry Bird on it. You Larry Bird, nigga. I get that. But I know black people that are doing the same white shit. That First I, of all, I don't those even do this aren't shit. real black people. Those are black people. <laughs> That wear leather shoes with no socks and choker necklaces and khaki shorts. They make real niggas. <laughs> All right. You, you Them niggas play volleyball. You work that out. I, I, I'm just saying. Did I've you ever seen see that movie I told you about the two girls that climbed the, 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 the tower? They uh, got stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, did you watch that? No, did I you? didn't watch it. If you get a chance, check that out, man. I'm telling you, it's edge of your, sh- edge of your seat shit. It is. It, it's, 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 it's like, Cause again, as stupid as it is, you're going, oh shit, what's gonna happen? How they going? Oh no, bitch, don't do that. Oh shit, it's 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 that, it's that, man. I'm telling you, anything where y'all get to watch white people in danger, is fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, okay, this is from P. I'm gonna spell it P H E M M Y O something guns. Femi guns. All right. Anyway, about Godfrey. Uh, hi, Aries and Andy. A few topics I hope you will discuss. Um, Aries was kind of quiet when Godfrey was pressing Andy about the difficulty of committing to exercise. I was feeling guilty myself just listening. Number two, with the amount of content available, audiobooks, books, podcasts, streaming, movies, documentary, documentaries, including Godfrey's own podcast, do you think there is enough time in the day to listen to your podcast from the beginning for a new listener? Nigga, you asking me <laughs> if I think that there is enough time that you should allow for you to enjoy more of me? Yeah, nigga, make time. Uh, I have other thoughts, but I will end it here for this week. Hope you hope you see this. Uh, Femi from Lagos. Um yeah, I, I know. I know. It's not that I was quiet. Andy uh, started talking about it more so with Godfrey, and I and I and I told Andy, I told y'all, I'm, I'm I got I got a trainer, and I'm about two weeks into uh, Project No Shirt, uh, and we 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 doing it. We doing it. You know. Um, but yes, to answer your other question, make time, brother. I'm never gonna tell you my cocaine the strongest. Uh, so yeah. And um, here's my opinion on it, and I, and I love that you brought this up. I don't think that we should be uh, a chore. I don't think that we should be something that you uh, required. I like when you listen to the current episode and then you go back and when you have time, when you're on the road, you're like maybe in your car, when you, when it, you, you listen and you catch up and you, you'll get all the way up there. You'll catch up if, you, if it's in, but I want you to want to do it. I don't want to feel like you have to do this. And here's the greatest compliment that I think you could ever give us. If you do start from the beginning, even though you might be saying to yourself, oh, my God, there are 400 and something episodes in. This is going to be tedious. If you do start from the beginning, you know it's good when you can't stop. It's like I said, potato chips. It's mass- like masturbation and potato chips. You don't stop till you climax. And once you listen to one episode, if you're going, holy shit, I dig this. And, it, and you want to get into the next one. You want to get into the next one. What better compliment is that? Is there than that? Because if it was garbage, you'd be like, eh, I could wait. But if you find yourself going, yo, this shit is bananas, and you just keep diving deeper and deeper and deeper, that's a testament to the greatness, man. There's layers to this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I said, dude, it, the, the, it, one of the best things is, it's one thing when I go into something wanting to watch it. Like when I saw the previews for City on the Hill, I know how solid Aldous Hodge is, and that Kevin Bacon speaks for himself. But knowing what it was about, the grittiness of Boston and cops and drugs, I wanted to watch that. I love, I love when I sometimes go watch something just because maybe 
It looks, it's got my curiosity a little bit, maybe on Netflix, depending on how the cover of the movie looks or the, or the series. And then next thing I know, I'm deep. I'm, I watch one episode and I'm like, oh shit, like Mayor of Kingstown. That was just like, I couldn't stop. So, you know, if we're on that caliber of a can't stop, won't stop, what you want me to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> the first bump is free. After that, charge me for the coca. All right. Um, Reggie Blackwell. Godfrey. What's up, Aries and Andy? I just listened to the Godfrey episodes. You guys should bring him on more often or maybe even start another show and add him. I would love to do that, man, but our schedules are so conflicting. Uh, you and Godfrey can do impersonations like you guys did. That was hilarious. Uh, keep up the good work. The show is really like crack. Uh, since I caught up, I can't wait till the next episode. Telling you, man, my clients don't lie. I got all kind of junkies, nigga. Junkies and hoes. They love my product. Chichi, get the yayo. If you're going to be making it like that, I wish we just had a bunch of naked women in the room so they can't take any of this with them. Yo, why they all got their shirts off? <laughs> all right, so they can't steal nothing. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Y'all niggas ain't ever seen Coochie before? American gangster. Uh, you are what you are in this world. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. Um... Godfrey, this is from KK. Yo, brothers, uh, Aries and Andy, that episode with Godfrey was fire. Lord have mercy. I now need to go back and listen again, this time with a notebook. Maybe next time, warn to bring notebooks. I hope you all had a brilliant Christmas and New Year and your gigs didn't get canceled due to poor weather. Question for both of you. How would you rate Lenny Bruce's contribution to comedy today? I've listened to this many uh, listen to many of his routines on YouTube, and I find him very fascinating. I'm also aware of some of the shit he had to endure and the sacrifices he made in the name of telling jokes. I'm also aware of his drug use, and I really can't fault him on the drugs. He probably needed to be high just to if, uh, survive the environment back then. Wishing you both a very prosperous 2023. May your health be great. May your finances be healthy. May your relationships also be healthy. All in all, Wishing my ancestors look kindly upon you and those you love. Yours, the African brother living in the land down under, a.k.a. Australia. Aries, please don't do the African accent, LOL. I will do it because you have no say on the matter. Um, I appreciate the, the best wishes, best wishes to you too, man. Yeah, dude, I remember when we, when we talked about Lenny Bruce in detail, and I'm going to just say the same thing in short that I said then. Uh, I think it's a damn shame. Uh, he was a martyr for comedy. And he was a martyr for all us soldiers and soldiers uh, to allow us to be able to do what we do today, him and Pryor. But he was really the first dude to take the bullet. Um, and I just wish that the comedy community, community had galvanized a little bit stronger for him. Uh, you know, it's a nice sentiment, but why praise somebody once they're dead? Praise them for what they do while they're alive. And he took a bullet for a lot of us. Um, and I kind of felt like a lot of people in the game turned their back on him because uh, they didn't want to be caught in the crosshairs. But once he was gone, they did what people do. Oh, we loved you. You know, uh, show me you love me while I'm here. Um, I, I, since you brought it up, um, the, the, the documentary that Dustin Hoffman did, mm-hmm. is really, it's really worth seeing if you, if you don't have context of Lenny Bruce. <clears throat> I think it's worth seeing. Uh, his drug his drug use was definitely his biggest problem, but that problem uh, was uh, was made worse by the, the challenges that he he had because he was going to do comedy the way that he felt it needed to be done, and, and and to really exercise that freedom of speech. And I will say that the reason I I don't think the comedy uh, community all stood behind him, Steve Allen did. The reason a lot of people didn't is because there really wasn't a comedy community. It was an entertainment community. And, and comedy was still something that was an opening act in Vegas at that time. Uh, there wasn't, there was no improv. There wasn't true comedy clubs back then. I, I don't think that the, and as far as an entertainer, entertainers. But the comics existed. The comics existed, but they were kind of rogue. They were that rogue part of comedy. I, I mean, the rogue part of entertainment. And I, and I think that entertainers didn't get all wrapped up in in comedians and their their problems the same way that we 
would today. There, there was literally very, there was very few comedians um, at that time that were a big deal. But he did do a lot for comedy. He did break through. Uh, Richard Pryor talks about it and it, opening the door so that Richard Pryor could do what Richard Pryor did. Um, because someone had to take those bullets. I mean, Carlin did too a little bit uh, in the beginning. Um, so, I mean, they, they were there. But, uh, yeah, they, I, I, does his stuff hold up today? Uh, you know, comedy back then doesn't hold up as well today because you can. we've done more with it since then. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people miss that and they just think, well, he wasn't funny anyway. And a lot of tapes come out where you see Bruce at his worst when he was just reading back um, the, the transcripts from the court. So, you know, of course that doesn't hold up because uh, it wasn't funny then. I mean, it was it was him breaking down. So I have a lot of respect. He's he's open. He without him. Do we get to where we are today? Uh, someone would have done it. Someone would have taken it on, but he is the one who did it and he gave up his life for comedy. And that's why sometimes when I talk about owing comedy, like I owe comedy, like they, uh, comedy has allowed me to make a living. Aries, I benefit from Aries. Aries has allowed me to go on the road and that's what ma- lets me make uh, a living. But saying that at the same time, without I owe comedy more than I actually owe Aries because Aries doesn't get that if comedy isn't here. So that's my respect for comedy. That's why I just look at comedy and I owe it. I owe comedy. I owe the next generation. I owe myself to do a good job when I'm on stage. Uh, I owe myself to question everything uh, so that I can do comedy because uh, this is a privilege to be able to do this. Um, You know, look, we know that drugs are bad and you should never do drugs. Uh, But (laughs) if this makes sense, I think there's a difference in doing drugs when you're feeling good versus doing drugs when you don't. Uh, and I think that's a different kind of dangerous. An escape. Yeah. Because that means you can't live life. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I'm glad you said that that way because I was trying to figure out how I really wanted to articulate that because, look, drugs is supposed to take you away from pain and make you feel good and make you feel like you... It's party time, even if you're the only one in the room at your own party. But uh, I would imagine when you do drugs, if if you, you know, already are in a good place, that just adds to it dangerously. But if you're in a bad place, that adds to it very dangerously. So, but he said it right. Uh, so there that is. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Kyle Singer. <clears throat> oh, and I, I, I want, yeah, I want to check this out just because of the dude he said is in this. Uh, kaleidoscope. What it does, fellas, Kyle Singer again. I'm writing in to tell you all about this new series on Netflix called Kaleidoscope. Five yo's out of five yo's. It's a group about it's a group of about seven to eight participants, and the goal is to rob this rich guy of seven billion. But just like most crews, greed and jealousy intercepts the success of the mission. Giancarlo Esposito is the star. This shit had me on the edge of my seat the whole damn time. Y'all gotta check it out. Anyways, that's all I wanted to bother y'all with. Y'all be easy. Peace, brothers. Kyle. P.S. Hey, Aries, when you said Faison Love looks like the Mr. Musnix, Mr. Mucus from the Musnix commercial, <laughs> I died laughing. My mama used to say this all the time, LOL. Uh, yeah, Kyle, um, we've talked about it. Uh, Giancarlo's a beast. Uh, you know, if, if, if for nothing else, um, Breaking Bad, uh, which, which he was quietly menacing which to me is always a special kind of scary. Uh, but then, you know, everything else he's done, his guest appearance where he played a, a, a junkie with AIDS on NYPD Blue. Of course, um, Do the Right Thing is bugging out. We can go on and on and on. Giancarlo's a bad boy. So for him alone, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, I, what, what's it called again? Because I Kaleidoscope. I'm gonna, yeah, definitely have to check that out. Yeah, I would imagine since you mentioned in this, it's uh, first season. So uh, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, Jojo Merricks, he writes, tears in a bathtub. Uh, (laughs) Had this idea for a minute, finally finished it. Hope you guys uh, are fucking with it. Also been a fan and follower of the pod for a minute. Salute. What up, Andy? Talk to y'all later. P.S. I'm from Anchorin, Ohio, and we fucks with Cleveland. Give them a break. LOL. Rock on, homie. (laughs) Is that just a... Yeah, I don't know. Is, where's this email from? Uh, just a bit outside? Just a bit outside. 
I'm actually holding one in the chamber too. Um, <laughs> is this a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he. Oh, he I, sent this to you. He's he, well. He taught. He asked me where should I send it. And I told him to send it to your. So email. wait, what is this? This is my first time hearing this. What is this? It's his. It's his version of Tears in the Bathroom. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, here's the here's the debut. Or should I play it at the end of the end of the episode? I played it. I'll, I'll play it now. It's yeah, not that long. Yeah. yeah. at the end of the episode but I like what you're attempting to do one it would help if he really could blow and he really could sing <laughs> that would give it such je ne sais quoi but like when I'm and, and listen the whole time I'm doing I'm, I'm, I'm ripping off my man who I love Brian Adams from Canada uh, speaking of which in the irony because Coles is from Canada but that grainy please forgive me I know not what I do. So that's where I'm drawing from. Tears in the bathtub. So I, I'm, that's that's the motivation. See you tonight. Appreciate it, dog. That's the motivation uh, behind uh, that. But I, I like the piano. I like the drama of it all. Because what I'm envisioning is as that's playing, Kulsh is in the tub. <laughs> and it's one leg hanging out of each side of the tub. And he's dipped where just... You see him from the neck up and he's got his hijab on and it's just him slowly sinking to where there's nothing above the water but the hijab like a uh, shark's fin like jaws. But as he's slowly going in the water, tears in the bathtub and then there's two and it's his tears going up. But I don't know. If we, it sounds like it's going to start getting a pick up. A really? Little bit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it does because. I, I, but I. 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 Well, then heard, that's my other note. I it it should pick up quicker. I hadn't heard it yet. I, oh, I thought just, you heard no, it. No, he just sent it to you. But you know, I, I think it's. I love that someone put, took the time. Yes, to I, dude. Listen, that again is a testament to me that this is moving past just. Oh, you guys have a podcast. When people take time out to come up with. And as Andy and I are here in Buffalo, big shout out to the two dudes. I wish I could rem remember y'all's name. But the dude who hit me up on Instagram and was like, yo, when y'all come to Buffalo, I'm coming to see you. We're fans of the podcast. And they brought Spears and Steinberg signs signs for us to sign. So when you get stuff like that, dudes coming up with music, people quoting character line, dude, it's, it's moving into an area of true fandom. You know what I mean? That's that, that to me is 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 getting beyond just the norm. Well, you, and that's special. Yeah, because we're, we're becoming part of your day. Right, right. Um, At least part of your Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, um, yeah. Somebody, yeah, somebody make a T-shirt of just a hijab above the water. I thought a hijab isn't that just for women? Is it? Don't no, they wear? No, no, that, that's dudes wear that too. But I thought it's called something different for a dude. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. So yeah, all the Muslims right now who are angry, don't take it out on America. Take it out on us. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm just asking. I'm not. Don't go to flight school. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take lessons. Why? It is a one-way trip. We're doing landing today. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no landing. Only take off and then. <laughs> All right. Too soon? No. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, Pancho Z. Um, uh, Waterfalls of Consciousness. This sounds like a new track for uh, Kulsh. 
What is it again? Consciousness of what? Waterfalls of, of consciousness. consciousness. Yeah. Think about that. He's sinking into the water. He's crying tears that go up. These are waterfalls of consciousness. consciousness. It's coming together. I like that because consciousness should rise. So yes. You're right. So yes. waterfalls. Yeah. We, oh, boy. Like that scene in Boomerang when Eddie Murphy and David Allen Greer and Martin are playing pool and Martin explains how the world is flat and the, and the balls of the earth, we here. We here. <laughs> there we go. You saw how that flowed? Consciousness should rise. As Kulsh is in the tub, his tears of guilt rise. Cut to tears in the bathtub. Oh, man. Kulsh, you're becoming someone special. All right. Uh, what up, Brother Aries? This is Poncho Z again. And what I have learned is that with creative control, anything is possible. The problem with society is that people get lazy and comfortable and let someone else do the business side of things, and that always ends horrible. For example, Pele is the greatest soccer player of all time, but did you know he only became great because he didn't listen to his coach and used his own way of playing called Ginga? Uh, and to all of the people who don't know what Ginga is, I hope it's Ginga, uh, excuse me, and not Ginger. Woo, the chicken wings, nigga. Um, is the style of playing soccer that uses your upper body to keep the ball in the air longer and use handles with your feet to basically shake off your opponents. And this style of play originated from the African slaves that use martial arts against uh, the slave owners in Brazil, and they converted it into soccer. Wow, this is some information. But to the racist white coaches, they saw it as an inferior way of soccer, but Pele and his teammates didn't care and used it anyway. And do you know what happened? They won the World Cup that year, and Pele won it again two more times, and Ginga is now the most celebrated style of playing soccer. Yay to the black people. Um, you see, creative control is the key to freedom and so is control of our images. Uh, this whole world is run by propaganda and the powers that be have fooled us all into thinking that the victims of this society uh, that of this society and are the enemies. Uh, for the perfect example, in the movie New Jack City, if you look at the movie face value, you would think it was an authentic portrayal of what happens when drug dealers in the hood make money by selling crack but the movie is nothing but drug and police propaganda. Uh, first of all, the movie might be about young black drug dealers in New York, but the film's writer is a white guy from Idaho. His name is Tom Wright, and he looked more like a lumberjack than a new jack. He was supposed to write the movie The Godfather Part Three with Eddie Murphy to star as Nicky Barnes, but the Hollywood executives didn't want Eddie to portray a drug dealer. Neither would I, and not for that reason, but I don't see it. Eddie Murphy is a drug dealer. I don't see it. Hey, man, look, you owe me money for that crack. <laughs> All right. Um, da, 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 didn't want Eddie to point your dollar. So they told Tom to write a different movie, and so he wrote New Jack City. In the movie, Wesley Snipe plays a brutal drug lord, and Ice-T plays the hero cop. But in reality, the truth is the other way around. Uh, in reality, the most dangerous thing about drugs are the police. Why is it that in every country in the world, drugs like crack and meth and heroin are illegal, but guns aren't. It's because the big pharmaceutical companies own the whole drug market and don't want some small-time black and brown dealers to gain wealth and put jobs and money into the poor neighborhoods. Now, before I finish reading this, I can already hear Andy's wheels turning. Okay. The whole notion that drugs are so addictive, that one hit and you'll be a slave to the high is Hollywood brainwashing. And scientists have proven this by giving out thousands of samples and testing it out and realizing the vast majority of people who do these drugs are not addicted, have jobs, and live normal lives. So to think the police are saying the community, they are saving the community by locking up the only people who get who give high-paying jobs to anyone in the ghetto is just dumb. We have to have creative control in our order to be in order to be free and chase the waterfalls in our consciousness. And it would be dope if you named this episode Waterfalls of Consciousness. Wow. Like how he kind of wrapped that up, yeah, neatly. Yeah, he put it together well. Yeah, where's he from? Um, did he say? I don't think he did. Or he, if he did, it was once upon a time ago, in another email. Yeah, I I, I understood in theory what mm -hmm. he's saying, but no. Well, have you ever been in a community that was that during? 
during the times of, of, of the crack epidemic, as it was called, of what it does to the, to the community? No, I live, on, I live on a posh hill in the mountains. Well, when he says that it does, it, 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 you know, one hit and you're addicted, is that's not true. I'll give you that. Some in some people, it is true. Not everyone gets addicted on their first hit of crack, but crack was crack is an exceptionally different drug. It is made to make you addicted. Uh, cocaine, where, where where it's derived from, it doesn't have that same effect. But crack did, and crack you saw people become. I I, I know people who were addicted to crack. I know people that had problems with it, and I know communities that had problems with it. So I, I disagree with what he was saying, but where I don't disagree. Um, when you limit the opportunities to make money, I mean, what is what is your alternative? And if that's the the job that feeds the family, would you do that? This is this is the other question. Uh, this God, I, I don't. I'm not trying to be pro drug. I've always been. Uh, I'm going to say a couple things, and I, hopefully, it all makes sense how I want it to make sense. When I was in trouble with. Uh, for, for dealing weed. And then a cop asked me when I was getting out of jail, he goes, well, did you learn a lesson? Would you ever? And I go, yeah, I learned a lesson. So you, he goes, would you ever do it again? He goes, so you know, you would, so you wouldn't do it again. And I said, well, you know, I just got to tell you, man, if, you know, if I had no income and I had a family and my kids have an eight and my wife can't get a job, I don't have a job and my kids are, you know, are hungry. No, I would never do it again. That was sarcasm. Of course you're going to do it again. You know, because sometimes uh, the way society works puts you into a situation where that may be what you do. But what does that do to the other people? What does that do to your uh, neighborhood? Heroin addicts, there are heroin addicts that go to work, have a job, do everything every day. I don't recommend it. There's alcoholics that go to work, have a job, do everything every day. I don't recommend it because there is only the only true currency that I believe in at this point in my life is time. Time is the only currency that we're given a bag of when we're born. And we don't know how much is in that bag. We don't know how much we're going to get. And being locked up, you give away, you, you give away your time. Uh, doing anything that takes away from your time, from your currency is the problem. So I, you got a, a risk and reward are part of the, uh, a part of the equation. So um, I understand what he was saying, but I, I don't agree in the long term. In the short term, like what I said, would I do it to feed my family? You bet. Uh, my, my kids are going to eat. But what are, you, what are you doing and at what risk and at what risk to your community? Uh, it's something that I think about now. And, but then when you say that, uh, I use crack as the example. If, if we're talking about weed, I have no problem with weed. There's, out of all the studies that they've done, I'm hard-pressed to find someone who died of weed from weed. Like, I mean, maybe someone had an allergy to it, but you don't die from overdosing on weed. It's, I think you would die from lung cancer before you could die of overdosing on weed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have, like you said, it's, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Uh, in totality, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the setup. Was that a propaganda film? Yeah, I think it was saying that there's there's problems with drugs, and you sh- and it was an anti drug film. Yeah, but I, I don't agree that you should put yourself in that kind of position. And and crack was bad, you know. It it, it fucked up communities. It fucked up people. It fucked up families. Um, maybe it wasn't because of the first hit, but when you got to their twelfth, it, it, it was so. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I, I think there's a lot to be talked about and it's not going to be answered in this one, uh, little segment here. Uh, I, I want to read this next email, but fuck, I might have to save this. It's long. It's long. God Who's damn. It from? Uh, it's from, and they're talking about clockers. <laughs> it's from Pu- Publius, Publius Rosa. Can we save that for next, for when people write in about clockers so that we have it for? You know what? There you go. Okay. Ah, that's the ticket. No, that's John. Yeah, John. Um, you see him anymore out in LA? Not really. Not really. I just read something interesting about Lovitz, which Did I, I kind of liked because I, <clears throat> I didn't think of him that way. Mm. But he doesn't get along with Andy Dick because Andy Dick has done some 
some things. Andy that, Dick is a dick? Yeah. Oh. And uh, Lovitz went after him. Really? I, I don't see Lovitz as a guy who's going to go after you. You fucking asshole. Yeah, he went at, but he went after him for real. Oh. Uh, Gerard, email rant for you and your boy Andy. This email will cover a few points that I wanted to address during a few of your latest episodes. Starting with some of the content you guys discussed around Kanye and his rants on the Jews, Andy at one point seemed to imply <clears throat> uh, that Jewish people were willing to work with blacks when others weren't. Uh, let me dust this, uh, blow this subject off. <laughs> dust on this subject. Uh, um, willing to work with blacks uh, when others weren't almost suggesting that Jews essentially are willing to do blacks a favor and deserve credit. That's like saying an Asian restaurant owner was willing to open up in the hood when whites moved out. Maybe Andy can further explain, but I just see that as more of an opportunity than anything else. How is that a feather in the cap? Honestly, just found that odd to mention and suggest that blacks and Jews should have an alliance or extra camaraderie because of this. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Andy also seemed to suggest that a guy like Kanye should be happy Jews did business with him in the first place, as if, four, uh, as if a $400 million deal would be turned down by anyone seeing it for what it was. Again, seizing an opportunity. And Andy tried to slide in that Jews were oppressed and uh, that if they couldn't get into a golf club, they'd just start their own. A poorly framed example that inevitably compares how to handle bigotry the right way which I can agree with, but then I must say it doesn't account for the fact that everyone cannot slide into white society undetected like some Jews did, which ultimately helped make these processes much easier to achieve. I think it's something you're implying there, like blacks need to do it this way, as if we haven't been sabotaged and derailed more than any other ethnic group in America. The Tulsa massacre was mentioned and how blacks are looking to blame someone else are falsely looking at the wrong people. And he puts in parentheses, Jews. The reality is that the problem is white supremacy and Jews are re also represent that. I think Donald Sterling is a good example of how some people who identify as Jewish view themselves in relation to blacks. Lastly, going into Andy's views on the Malcolm X assassination, Andy says he doesn't believe the government was involved. I'm sure he knows the King family won a civil lawsuit against the U.S. government for the King assassination. There is a movie that came out in the last year or two called Judas and the Black Messiah, and that details a government agency plot to kill Fred Hampton. The FBI and J. Edgar Hoover literally had a memo to prevent a black messiah. Almost all of these civil rights murders have, has a government element involved. Somehow Malcolm is different. Malcolm even says he thinks the NOI had help from the government in the Spike Lee movie. Aries, how are you letting Andy get away with this? It's either extremely disingenuous or poorly researched, and I think it's potentially misleading to your listeners. Gerard. All right, let's, let's work our way backwards. Okay, before we do, let Go me ahead. just say this in my defense. Again, I've always put a disclaimer. I'm not the smartest dude in the room when it comes to everything. I just know what I know. Um, and that's why having Godfrey was so great because he's a deeper level. He's a, he's a higher level. He's the next Ching Wao Chow. On the on the <laughs> on the martial arts uh, mastery chart, uh, you, you got to defeat me, and then you got to fight him, and then there's another boss above him. But that's where I am in the pecking order. All right, so let, let's start with let's start with uh, Malcolm X, and let's work our way up up your up your uh, email with Malcolm X uh, again. What I said was, and I was very careful about how I said this, so I'm going to make sure I say this again. They didn't have to kill him. Why I said that is, and I made sure I said this too, they had wiretaps. They knew what was going to happen. I said they weren't involved in the killing. They were involved in not stopping the killing. Not only were they involved is in that not, not the same stopping, thing? that's what I said. Is it the same yeah. thing? You have to you have to reason through that yourself. If you know something's going to happen, you don't stop it. Is it the same thing? But not stopping it mean I'm saying they didn't have to set it up. What they did do, and without a doubt what they did, is they kept police out of that area. There was no one in that area to respond to anything that was going on because they wanted to let it happen. So let, letting it happen, yes. When I, I well, would, then I'm going to say they're responsible. I, I, I said they play a part, but they're not the ones that came up. They didn't. 
what I was saying is they didn't have to come up with the idea of, of how to get rid of him. They were, he was going to be got. Right. And they let it happen. Right. I, if you go back and listen to the episode, I make that distinction of what their part was. So that that that's what I was saying. I don't think it was disingenuous for him not to stop me for that. That's what I was saying in it. Uh, if, if you if you had something you wanted done and someone else was going to do it for you, don't get in the way of it. Now you didn't do it, but you let it happen. So you're just as responsible. I, I, I said it that way. Go back and listen to it. Uh, what was the next thing that he said on there uh, the, before that? About the uh, Jews. It, the, the rest of it was mainly about the, the Jews, Jews and Kanye. And oh, and, and Donald Sterling. Well, how come? Okay, so if you don't want every black person to represent every black person, then why do I have to let every Jew represent every Jew? Mm. Is Don Sterling, is Donald Sterling, a billionaire Jew, have anything to do with me? Does he represent me? You wish he did. Uh, well, I wish I had some of his cash. <laughs> but does he have anything to do with me or my family? My family aren't billionaires. We don't run in that circle. I got more money than this hunky. So there is a lot more money than me. <laughs> so there is a there. Uh, there that's what I'm saying. I, I would say to what you're uh, saying, Donald Sterling's a very good example. No, Donald Sterling's a very good example of rich American whiteness that happens in this country and what they're able to do with it. Uh, now there are many things and many documentaries that you can watch about Jews and blacks and why they should work together. And I've gotten emails. Why don't more Jews and blacks work together? Because we, we do have history of oppression. That is without a fact, sir. Uh, I'm not denying that yours is any worse. And I said that in the podcast, Jews are white passing. But now you have to be able to be able to say that you have to give out that there's a difference between Jews and white people. If you say Jews are white passing and I'm saying Jews are white passing because European Jews are white, look white, culturally not the same. So that's the difference. So when I'm talking about that, there's differences. There's, there's differences in what I'm talking about. Then you're not picking up on, on what I'm saying. Uh, Jews, uh, when you talk about Hollywood, it's an industry created by Hollywood because Jews weren't allowed to have jobs in regular American society. Hollywood as a creation of Jews, but they were made it very open. Did I say that you should be thankful for it? Or did I say the Jews were open to having other, others in the, uh, their realm, their work? They're never stopping anybody. They're not trying to stop someone, uh, the, maybe Nazis, but they're not trying to stop any, anyone from getting uh, in. Jews want people to come in. They're just not going to bring you in. They want, they, they like, I'm go, telling you. Go to the back. <laughs> it's the back entrance, not the front. Whatever, whatever Jews went through the back to get in though. <clears throat> there's, there's a difference too. Jews, I, I'm not trying to say Jews are better than anyone else. I'm saying this. Jews realized that they weren't going to get through the front door. So they made either a back entrance or their own entrance. That's what they do. But to his point, it's not like blacks haven't tried to do that. I agree but, with which that. Which is why he brought up Tulsa. They burned our shit down. Yeah. Are they burning the Jews' shit down? Uh, yeah, they have. Oh, I could feel the letters on that one. Yeah, Jews, Jews have been in many situations where they weren't allowed to prosper. Or they were taken down because... Whole, whole neighborhoods destroyed no, and murdered. No, no, and no, 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 no. Not that same way. Not that same oh. way. But uh, when you say whole neighborhoods... In Europe, it was. Communities. Well, in Europe, you watched Jews disappear from the map. So... I'm, I, if you, we want to talk about America, no, but America has a different, uh, is supposed to have a different position. Uh, in Europe, yes. And in Europe right now, Jews are having that problem. In, 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 in the Middle East, Jews are having that problem. When, I, I, when a country wants to wipe Israel off the map, that isn't the, that isn't the same. When they say that the, the, the destruction of Israel is the goal, to take away any Jewish homeland, that isn't the goal. Right. I, I, it depends on how you're interpreting and what you want to talk about, but there's parameters to make sure the conversation stays in the same place. Jews have been more willing, and if you don't want to admit this, I, I'm sorry, but Jews are more willing to work with others outside of their, their Jewish culture to bring in more, and they're more inclusive than other groups. Is that a feather? I don't know if it's a feather, sir. I just think it's a... I just think it shows an openness to creating business because Jews, uh, unlike unlike white America at that time, when Jews first came to this country before World War II, they weren't allowed 
to do certain, uh, many things, the same things, not everything. Black people had it harder. There is no denying it. And it's much easier to be uh, racist and, and, and be uninclusive to blacks because I can see blacks coming from across the street. You don't know you're dealing with the Jew until he gets up into your face. So yes, it is definitely different. I am not denying that. But the argument and the questions that you're having are Jews more inclusive? Do they open up more? Jews know what it's knows what it is like to be uh, excluded from things, so they try. Not all Jews. I can't represent all Jews, but most have always tried to be more inclusive because of that, because they know where they came from and they know what they're up against and they know what they are today. And it's still happening today, sir. So uh, read. Uh, what's happening around the world right now. Read what happens in the Middle East. Read what happens in this country. Besides blacks, who uh, there is a definite focus on uh, when, you, when we talk about uh, synagogues being shot up at, that's Jewish. That's, that is America coming after Jews and their culture and their belief. That happens here. So we still go through it. I, 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 if you want to go on who has it worse, I'll give you worse. I'll give you in America. You, uh, I'll give uh, you worse. You say you'll give. You mean you'll say it or you'll like make sure we suffer. Like you'll give us. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, me, let me rephrase for you. I will acknowledge. All right. And not only will I acknowledge it, that it's it it's worse. It's also easier. And this it sounded is, like a mad dad. Yeah. You want to what? I'll give you worse. worse. <laughs> yeah. No, it, but it, it's it's also easier. It's easier to do it to black people. It's easier to discriminate to black people. It's easier. It's easier. It, it is easier. This country has made it easy because, and we make it easy on the way that we look at people because we look at them by color, not by achievement, not by who they are, not by the character, and that's what we're fighting for. Here, here. Okay. I knew the wheels was going to turn on that one. I, I wasn't really going to get into it. And then you, you opened the door for me. So I wanted to, I wanted to put it together the right way because I understand the irritation to feel that you have this, you're carrying this and someone else is going to say, well, it's not that bad. It's bad, sir. I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm saying we should still be working together. And I've had a lot of letters from people saying, why don't we work better together? Uh, and and let me ask you this one question before we go any further, real quick, and then we'll go. Uh, this will be the last point I make. If at one time it was more recognized in this country that they should work with the blacks and Jews should be closer and work together, who has pushed them apart, and what's the purpose? Because there's no doubt in my mind that if Jews and blacks work together more, it, there would be more progress. Vey. don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Uh, so my girl, A.B. Haven't spoken to her in a minute. Happy New Year. Hello, Aries and Andy. Uh, just wanted to check in and say hello. I'm always listening. I want to wish you both a happy New Year. Continue to travel safe. And I have my fingers crossed for both of you with the upcoming trip to Buffalo, New York. <clears throat> I found this podcast in 2020. After your interview with Gary Owen and the enjoyment of listening to uh, the both of y'all has not stopped. Yes, I jumped around and listened to the past episodes, but I continue to listen each week when new episodes drop until I was caught up. Keep up the great work. Keep the laughs coming. And I look forward to seeing what's next next for y'all. Uh, you are looking good, Aries. Keep at it, brother. You got it, sister. This doesn't include you, white boy. No, but she listens in an Andy style. Uh, well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> It was nice to meet you uh, on that last, see you on that last interview with Vlad. I just saw a clip on YouTube where you told him to shut the fuck up and stop talking over people. That was good. Uh, Thank you, sir. I don't think he will ever get it. I'm going to keep talking over you now as we we talk. (laughs) (laughs) Much love to all the fellow bitch badge holders, the saggy balls, LOL, and man, oh, goodness. No. Just a bit outside. Cleveland. Just from the sound of that, I can tell you're eating better. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was. <laughs> <sodomy better. laughs> Tried to make a joke. You caught me with a verbal crossover. You broke my ankles, nigga. 
<laughs> oh man. Um shit. Uh yeah, that's got a little it probably smells more, but it's better. You're not going to slip on the floor walking past that one. Yeah, we, oh, God. That's two for two. <laughs> uh, yes! From downtown! Um, uh, and everyone else who listens to the sports podcast, there are too many to name. Lastly, I did want to say thank you for the beautiful comments of support on your YouTube channel after the loss of my mother. I really appreciate it. Y'all are very kind and thoughtful. It's been a tough year with a devastating loss, but my family and I are getting through it as well as so many others who have lost loved ones in these past two years with the mix of COVID. Much love, always, A-B. Uh, yeah, girl, always good to hear from you. I hope, you know, all is doing well with you. I wish you a prosperous new year. Uh, keep doing your thing. Um, and, you know, we love you. We respect you. And if you ever feel like, <laughs> <laughs> just know that uh, this tandem here, uh, Will, Jake, and Elwood. <laughs> you know what? We're on a mission from Gag. I have an appreciation for everybody who writes in, who, who follows us, who, but, right. but but there's some people that are special. Yes. And, and you do have one of those places. So I appreciate it. I appreciate your perspective that you've always been honest and given right. us. And, uh, you know, take care, man, this year. I know the last uh, that you've had some rough times, and it, yes. but we appreciate you very much. So um, keep going. Yeah, I'm going to read this last one, and then we are going to boogie woogie out of here. Got to go do a show. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Marcotti, curb your Aries. I can curb your enthusiasm. Um, <clears throat> dear Aries, thank you so much, brother, for sharing my email on your last podcast. Uh, I've been listening for over a year. I was drunk when I wrote the last email on Jamie Foxx's BSB whiskey. So a brother was slipping. Anyways, you were a big part of my childhood on Mad TV. I used to get excited to watch your skits when I was a kid, especially Lord of the Blings. Saturday night on Fox Channel. I used to call you Arius Spats. Uh, I wish you could have done your Michael Jackson impression when reading that part of the email. You're a Mad TV juggernaut. Basically what John Candy was to SCTV. I'm a huge sketch comedy fan. I hope you don't think I was trying to insult you because I would never do, the, do that. Steinberg is 100% right. Joe are an asshole. No, that's not. <laughs> I like how that resonated. Of all the things I've said to you, right. that's the one that resonates with you the most. Um, and I was doing uh, Manolo and Scarface when Tony was in the big tub. And he was uh, that meeting with Saddlebaum. And he says, your wife is right. You are an asshole. All right. Um, you are very misunderstood. That's why I said you were the Larry David. I think it's you being opinionated <clears throat> is what pisses people off. I was wondering where you've been all these years because after the early 2010s, I stopped seeing you go on stuff like Conan. Uh, you're like the Dr. Dre in a way of comedy. Uh, Death Comedy Jam was your NWA. <clears throat> Mad TV was your aftermath. We wouldn't have Tiffany Haddish if it wasn't for you. Oh, that's sweet, but that's not true. Uh, she was like your Snoop Dogg, and Andy is your Slim Shady. Your Vlad TV interview... <laughs> your Vlad TV interview is what made me find you again and how I got in touch with your podcast. Uh, you just have to see all the blessings that have come into your life. I think being famous since <clears throat> childhood... I got damn, I need to eat a whole bag of halls, nigga. Um... Uh, famous in childhood might have made you want more in a spoiled kid way. You were 16. That's still a fucking kid, dog. I love the episode where you and Steinberg were patching up things and he said you had arrested development. Our culture struggles with that, unfortunately. That's what uh, people don't understand about black folks in America. That's why I said America was like the social security office is like they say, sorry, only one truth at a time, and they want to argue over over that stuff. Uh, the blessing of being me, both black and white, is seeing both of those cultures and what the deal is, basically. I'm very pedantic like Steinberg. What I really like about Stanley Kubrick is he was trying to expose how America was hiding behind their lies, especially with movies like Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Lolita, Clockwork Orange, and The Shining. He was trying to tell us a message, just like Spike Lee and his movies is trying to tell you a message. You and Steinberg should watch the movie Higher Learning and do an episode on it. I wish schools showed that movie. 
John Singleton is slept on. Uh, anyways, brother, keep on looking forward. Much love to both you and Steinberg from Shelly. P.S. I love the white girls and the Rocky movies myself. Rocky Five is the best. It teaches you resilience. Nice. I'll give you that on Rocky Five. What resilience? It's, it's showing you the resilience, but it's in such a in 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 such a Hollywood way. You knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? Uh, I like that. Uh, you and I love the point that you made about Stanley Kubrick and what he's shown. And a lot of people miss what uh, what you're saying in The Shining. They took it as a scary movie, and it is a scary movie, but there's a lot in that movie. There's a lot to unpack in that movie. So, uh, good. Shout out to you, man. That's a, that, Did that's you like a good... the Eminem thing? Oh, you, you the Eminem? You the Slim Shady? It, it, it's an easy call, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're white. Yeah. yeah. But, but, it was, but who else am I going to be? Right. I'd rather be Mike D, but alive. I see more like Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. <laughs> You know who Yo-Yo is, right? Yeah, but I, how does that make... That's, how's that me? You know who Yo-Yo is? Yeah. The girl. Yeah, but how is that's why I'm saying, how is that me? I, I went for the laugh and you gave it to me. All right. That's what I was going for. Dude, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, I really like this conference room because you know why? This section, for some reason... Nice, right? Feels like the Oval Office. That's, I set it up nice for us. Uh, welcome to the Oval Office. <laughs> uh, you know, you got books to my left and uh, you got things to my right. And if you look outside that window... Uh, you can see most of DC. Uh, so with that being said, uh, want to say good night. Uh, none of you guys can see it, but right now, every time I jerk, that's because Michelle's underneath the table. <laughs> She's jacking me off see? with her mouth. <laughs> you know, you you know. See, this is so fucked up. I don't want to do this, but I have to do that. Yes. I have to ask you this question. Like when you think about. The Oval Office. Yes. <clears throat> you, you, you could see Donald Trump getting a blowjob right. in the Oval Office. Yes. Obviously, we know Bill Clinton. Yes, there's semen all over that motherfucker. Oh, don't sit there. That's got semen on it. Barack. Like, I don't know. Do I have reverence, respect for him in a way that I don't see him doing that in the Oval Office? What if it wasn't Michelle? Uh, right now, uh, Joe is get, sucking my cock underneath the table. Uh, slow down there, Joe. It's not going anywhere. There's plenty of Barack's big cock to go around. You know that's not possible because Joe already was too old to get down. On his knees. He can get down, but he can't get back up. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was actually uh, enhanced. It yes. wasn't sponsored by, but it was enhanced. By Lenovo. Uh, wings out here in Buffalo off. The, just, uh, just That would be the another most word. niggerish shit ever if Barack was getting his dick sucked while eating a hot wing. Uh, <laughs> slow down there, Joe. Uh, making me bite into the bone. Feels so good. Uh, and when I come, that's not ranch on your lips. It's me. But you know he's going to finish with the parliament because that's for real. Yeah, fucking Delic Parliament, <laughs> baby. Uh, Joe Biden. All right. Um, give us <laughs> Yeah, man. And, and, and after he gives out the dates, we're going to play the rest of uh, the waters of consciousness. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll send that to Steve. So he yeah. has it. Well, you'll send it to Steve because yeah. you have it right there. Okay, guys, you're listening <laughs> to this. We're actually going to be in uh, Helium in St. Louis, Missouri, the 12th through the 15th, uh, followed by January 27th to the 28th, Toledo Funny Bone. I don't know if I'm showing up. Aries is going to be there. I'm having a little trouble getting out there. February 4th. Uh, one night only, uh, two shows, though, at the Regent Theater in Arlington, Maine, which is close to Boston for all you out there. We don't get out much. <clears throat> I would love it if you guys came by. Bastion, kid. Yeah, I like that club out in Boston, though. I loved Laugh it. Boston. I fucking loved yeah, it. I, I, right there in the Westin. I love that it could be cold outside. And you'll never know. You'll never know. You walk from the Westin right into the club. It's fucking like the fucking Negroes, kid. You know, <laughs> when you're walking down a dark street and it's night, you don't see them coming. So when they fucking rab you, you'd never know. <laughs> <laughs> February 10th through the 11th, we're going to be at the Virginia Funny Bone. Uh, February 11th, uh, 17th through the 18th, we're going to be in Albany, New York at the Funny Bone. Uh, I'm excited to go back there, too. Uh, and then February 24th to the 25th, we're all the way back in Denver, Colorado. 
I, I, I'm going to be out there. It's only two nights, but I'm trying to get out there early so we can have some fun, do some shit. Yeah. I, I hope you were setting that up. I am. I'm All on right. it. I'm on it. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it made its debut. And now here's its finish. Uh, Waters of Consciousness. No, this is Tears in the Bathtub. No, but it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Of but, but you got to give them. You, it's, oh, it's it's tears in a bathtub. Yeah, because by it, waters of consciousness. Okay, there you go. That sounds like a nice cologne. Oh my God, you smell good. What is that? It's waters of consciousness. <laughs> As the world buzzed, it's just an ordinary Tuesday. And when you lose your love, and when you lose your love, and when you lose your love. to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. <laughs> You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't, I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?